When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Tita. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And we are here back with another patron chat. It is Halloween tonight, so happy Halloween to everyone. If you're listening to this on Thursday, I hope you have had a good November. But it is Halloween when we're recording this now. You mean good? It'll. Oh, it will no, be, November. be November. That's right. When that when they listen to this, that's true. yeah. Good start to November. Um, but yeah, we're here with our patron chat, and we have our patron here with us, Kodojo. How you doing? Hello there. Doing just fine. Ah, uh, yes, good, General Grievous. Um, <laughs> and so we have. We are here to talk about because it's Halloween. We are going to talk about spooky planets. Yes, spooky planets, spooky things. So um, I was thinking for layout of this real quick. Uh, first half, we will be talking about all the spooky planets. In second half, we can talk about anything else that is spooky in the Star Wars universe. And let me tell you, there's a lot. There's not a whole lot as that we know in the canon lore currently, but by God, there's so many in Legends. And it's, like, terrifying on some of them. Yeah. But, uh, Dojo, do you want to kick off? Do you have a scary, spooky planet? Well, it's not necessarily spooky spooky but i consider it fairly scary felucia mainly because there's so many diseases and it's humidity it's like the amazon except made into a entire jungle an entire planet sorry and there's the six-legged uh, mantis creature that runs around there that's uh, i can't remember its name but it's in Episode two, Attack of the Clones. The Acolyte. Oh, yeah. And can you just imagine sleeping at night and you just hear that thing off in the distance? No. that <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, it's just a giant alien praying mantis thing. And yeah, no. Um, and, and then there was Star Wars Force Unleashed where they visited that planet as well. And there was a giant, uh, oh, what was that thing at the end of the first time go to Felucia? 
Oh, like the, the giant like um plant uh, sarlacc pit. pit of some kind. Like some some very large sarlacc pit. And that that just terrifies the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 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 on top of that, when you go back to the second time to Felucia, you have to deal not only with one rancor but multiple rancors, and let alone the like alpha rancor that uh, Brood uses. Like that planet was already terrifying enough with its own like unique Sarlacc pit, and then evil plant like. Plant man eating plant creatures and like giant alien uh praying mantis, but hey, now here's here's more danger. Here's a rancor on steroids. Yeah, it, it, it's just to me, it's a very scary planet. Yeah, that's fair. That is fully un- perfectly understandable. I remember, um, because I think th- before after episode two. When we or no, we we see Felucia only in the films in episode three for a split second, but we fully see Felucia in Battlefront one, the original one. Battlefront two, or is it two? Yeah, original Battlefront two. two. It was a mission on there, and guess what? You get attacked with, but first, the praying mantises. You have to kill six of them. (laughs) Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, and in, in the journals, you hear the guy saying, you know, it is a hellhole of a planet. You know, we've got the foot fungus, or all, all sorts of diseases going on with the troops. And then there, and then there's just uh, Aaliyah Sakura. I hope I'm saying her name right. The Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yep. She, she was, she was down on the ground with the troops. And he said, thank God we didn't have. We had our helmets on because we could not look her in the eye. She slogged it out with us on that hellhole, and we could not look her in the eye. Yeah, it's a uh, it was an interesting mission in the in Battlefront too. Um, and I think after that was the next time we really saw it was bat- or, uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, and then the Clone Wars. Okay, so I never I never got to play like the Star Wars the Clone Wars uh game. Oh no, I'm talking about TV show. Oh, the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen that then plenty of times. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a scary planet for me. That's fair. So. Austin, you have a thought? Well, I was going to go with planet. I mean, I think we can all agree that Dathomir takes the cake for us as far as like across legends and canon. But, you know, I have always been creeped by out by Umbara, which is this shadow planet that has the Pongrel arc on it. Just like lives in all darkness. And, you know, you got plants in there, too, that are hostile and everything. So that's up there. And then uh, this is an obscure Legends planet that is just really uh, spooky. But in the Fate of the Jedi series, there is a planet where the being Abeloth resides. And it is freaking terrifying. 
like every one it's like got a blue sun so it has like this blue tint to it and everything on that planet tries to kill you from the water to all the plant life to the animals everything on that planet tries to kill you yeah yeah umbara is um very spooky and like you even go to umbara during a flashpoint in um swotor and it is freaky in that as well it's pitch black it's dark and it's a very long like flashpoint because you have to deal with the train and then you have to deal with the aftermath of the train and all this crazy stuff that happens yeah um Umbara's bar is freaky. When I when I think spooky planets and like so this planet I wouldn't say is spooky, but like I think back to Kotor one when you go to Terrace. So the you know top side of Terrace is all fine and shiny and everything. It's the underbelly of Terrace that freaks me out because you have to deal with rat ghouls, and that's not fun. At all. No. No. And plus, I hate Terrace as a planet in general because it takes so flippin' long to get off of. <laughs> I hate that planet so much. Even though you get your best your best droid companion of all time and your best friend of all time on that planet, I despise it. Yeah. Uh, Terrace is up there. I was always freaked out by the rap Um Speaking of KOTOR, KOTOR 2, Corbon always creeped me out with the oh, camouflaged lizard dragon things the hisses yes um and just the whole sith tomb you go in in kotor 2 uh where you receive all the visions freaked me out but i think probably from legends material that probably takes the cake for me is probably uh Nathema, which is vitiate's home world yes um, so if you don't know that one, like that one's so spooky. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you can read the Revan novel. But it is literally not only devoid of all life, it is devoid of the force. Yes. And so you go there and like neither Sith nor Jedi, dark side or light side viewers can even stand to be on the planet because it is so devoid of any kind of semblance of life and the force and it just sucks you in and it's pretty terrifying when you uh experience it i think you experience one through uh scourge's point of view and then again through the exiles point of view yes but both both are like both say is like i can't stand here like the exile has to like almost died on the planet because she couldn't like withstand the void of life and scourge even had a hard time and he's like a pure blood sith and they're they're a hardy species in the galaxy and he couldn't bear with it yeah I, i've got to read that book <laughs> i haven't got it, a chance to read it yet it's really good if you want to learn more of revan's history after the events of kotor one and two and it it alludes up to the events of Swotor. All the Swotor books are really great story building for up to the point of the game. I know 
Revan and um the one with Malgus um deceived deceived, deceived. uh those ones actually lead up to the events of Swotor and like give a lot more background info on why things are in the galaxy right um i believe so Revan takes place like almost it time jumps but it starts like right after the events of Kotor 1 mm-hmm. then it time jumps to the events after Kotor 2 right up to the start of the first Sith invasion by Vitiate. And then it, um, Deceived picks up with the sacking of Coruscant and then what would, like, start what's called the Cold War. Yep. (laughs) Air quotes, Cold War. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a Cold War. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, both books are fantastic if you want to learn more of the backstory of Suator. And if you want to see what a planet devoid of all life is by Vitiate, go and play Suator because you physically see it happen right before you, it's um in between Shadow of Revan and the first major expansion they did, which was um Fall of the Empire? Knights of the Fallen Empire. Knights of the Fallen Empire. Right, I'm playing that expansion right now, which I will say it uh, moves kind of slowly for me. Yeah, so I'm in like chapter six, and I feel like nothing has happened. Have you gone to um, Odessa yet? I don't think I've gone to Odessa yet. I've been to Asylum, and now I'm back on Zakul looking for the Lady of Sorrow. Okay. Uh, once so you... I've met the Scions and I've met the other group that I can't remember. Okay. So it, it will start picking up a lot more once you um, get your like base uh, started, which I think mm-hmm. is like chapter seven or eight. I well, think. I assume that this is a big setup and then in the oh, yeah. Knights of the Eternal Throne is where everything kind of. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that happen in that. I mean, honestly, after, then, like, the first major expansion, things pick up real quick. And we haven't even talked about this. Uh, and maybe when we go to our mid-break, we can. But there is a new expansion or a new something coming out for Slow Tour with a new update. Uh, Yes, they're adding more story. So each, like, major update they do, they add more story, um, which deals, I think it's going back to... Sith uh, relics again with Darth Null, I think. I can't remember which Darth they're using this time around. Uh, But they're using a new Darth, and um, they're also updating the game with the uh, lighting and some graphics updates to where it's going to look a lot cleaner um, because it is a almost 11, like it's an 11-year-old game. So yeah. they 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 need to polish it up a little bit, but even for an eleven year old game, it still looks and plays. Great. Well, it's interesting that this game came out within the same like. So it came out in like the spring of two thousand twelve. So it mm-hmm. came out just a couple months after Skyrim. Yeah, and how many times has Skyrim been? Remastered? Well, Skyrim Skyrim was two thousand eleven. Yeah. yeah, fall of two thousand eleven. Oh, I think you said twelve. Yeah, so 
Swotor was spring of 12. Skyrim was because mm, Skyrim was released right. on 11, 11, 11. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Swotor is just a year older than uh, FF14. Yes, yes, it is. They just had their 10 year anniversary. So that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I have a podcast about that and I played it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, so I have another planet I just thought of. Okay. Because you mentioned Kotor. Malachor in Malachor 5. Yes. Malachor 5 and uh, Kotor 2. Uh, yes, that. And, That's also and a desolate place. Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, and Rebels. They did their own unique version of it in Rebels. I'll tell you, though, when we're talking about KOTOR 2, there has never been a fear greater than when you're playing as the remote and you come across a storm beast that you forgot to kill when you were playing as the exile. That's fair. <laughs> Another, and so this is a planet, but honorable thing with KOTOR 2, the, when you go on the end, is it the, I think it's not the Endor Spire, it's the Harbinger. The when you bore the harbinger, that is freaking freaky. Just the dead ship, weird. Like, yeah, it's just that freaky, spooky dead ship vibes, and it's like, okay, I expect something to pop up literally at any point right now because that's also when it docked that you started fighting like the Sith assassins that can camouflage mm-hmm. themselves and all. Oh, there's something scary there for you, mm-hmm. visible Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the rebels version a little bit, mainly because you just see the husks of both Jedi and Sith on the planet, and you barely touch them, and they just crumble to ash. Yeah, that's that's also true. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I did like Dave Filoni's. Um, version of Malachor. I mean, it's honestly, I'm just happy that he introduced Malachor because when they first told you, oh, we're going to go to, uh, like, everything's at Malachor, and it's like, wait a minute. What? What did what no. he just say? <laughs> no. First, I think they changed it up a bit from Legends to Canon because I, I don't think there was that well-established Sith temple there. Right. Well, I mean, there is. A, there is. Atreus there Academy is there. Um, yeah, but isn't that set up after the Revan bomb or whatever shadow generator? The mass shadow generator, yeah. Um, it's always, I've always read it as it's ambiguous because they just call it Malachor, whereas the KOTOR version is Malachor 5. Which might imply that, like, it is a moon or a another planet, another planet. Yeah. Um, and they like to do this thing where it's like it's actually a moon instead of the planet. Like Yavin Four is a gas giant, and where they actually go is the moon. Same with Endor. That's I would say true. Mustafar is a moon too. Hmm. That one I don't know on the top of my head. No, no, it's small, small planet. Never mind. So, but <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of spooky stuff. Uh, mainly legends because 
you know, with the Disney taking over Lucasfilm and everything, they went more towards, you know, the family route, family-friendly route, where it's not as spooky slash scary. There's, like, scary moments, but not, like, themes or vibes besides, like, Dathomir, just for a few episodes yeah. of um, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, I was going to say, tell that to the... Uh... The, uh, Ventra Sark when she goes to Dathomir and gets her clan slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean Clone Wars, but like, it's a vi- it's a family friendly vibe of a show, but they tackle a lot of adult themes yeah. and a lot of adult and dark tones that you have to really point out. Well, if you're no just a kid watching, you're not going to really notice these things. Yeah, and that's what the you know the show was targeted for. But you know, all the hardcore Star Wars fans can easily see all this. And then you also you know can go to Dathomir and Fallen Order and fight zombie Knight Knight Brothers because magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, at this point, you, it, I would say it's time to take a mid break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, well, here's the middle of the show where we uh, mention everything going on with the podcast that's not about Star Wars lore. Uh, it's here where we thank our patrons like Kodojo. Uh, thank you so much for your support and everything that you do to help us with the podcast. If you'd like to join us on these talks, if you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash histories and sign up there at our tiers. You need to sign up at a $20 tier to come here on the show each month and we greatly appreciate that and we love to talk with you all um part of the reason we do this show is to talk with other people about star wars and the different lore and the different things going out um another way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews on apple or spotify if you leave us a five-star review and some kind words on apple or a comment on spotify episode we'll read it out on a future episode of the show do we have one to read today? We do. We have one again from uh, Pethem F. Wingfeather um, on Apple. Five stars. Uh, good show this is not. And it reads, good show this is not. Awesome show this is. Always wanted to know Star Wars Laurel I did. Complicated name there were. Play the games I have not. And Legends I do not. Key- Teacup and Ben of Tamaria presented a great show and easy to listen. It is thank you. Hey, I hope you. I see. I edit this, but I hope you do a holocron episode, holocron episode, and a Yuzhan Vaughn episode. Thanks, smiley face. So he just oh, edited the uh, previous uh, review he did, and he really wants to see a holocron and Yuzhan Vaughn. Yeah, um, they're Yuzhan Vaughn are definitely on the list. 
Um, yes. Holocron's probably too. We'll talk about that. Um, lastly, uh, you can hang out with us on Discord. You can come join Ben's Discord server. Uh, ben and friends podcasting. You can come on to the Cups podcasting and more Discord server, the Robots Radio Discord server. We're all there. We're all hanging out. We're all doing great things. Come join one of those. You can find those link in the episode descriptions. Uh, lastly, I think that's all I have for the... Oh, no. We go live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we go live every Tuesday. Uh, you can catch us live. Join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Ben of Tamaria, which Ben is trying to get to 50 followers. Did he reach it? I did reach over. I'm over 50. Um, now I my goal is to have at least three people watch an average of three viewers on my streams in the next 30 days and i will be affiliated all right so i'm almost there come check us out on twitch we go live every tuesday Uh, ben also streams various games and other stuff he's got lots of shows yeah so that's all i got from the middle of the show so we can get back to star wars lore cool did you want to plug in your other shows while we're I do other shows. <laughs> you can find if you join the discords, you can find all the shows that we do. That is true. And we do a lot. Well, I do a lot. Well, you do a lot too. You have three. three. I have four. Yeah. You know, fun stuff. But uh let's get back into it. Okay. Spooky things in the universe of Star Wars. And I we have to talk about it because it's a given. But death troopers, like legend death troopers, because they're dead. And we also have like the Star Wars, because they did a deceased storyline, didn't they? With the whole zombie um, virus. Was it called Star Wars Deceased? Or was, am I thinking like confusing with DC? Uh, Star- Something it- like that. Star Wars Death Troopers. Oh, it's just called Star Wars Death Troopers? Yeah, back uh, October 2009. Was that 09? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was in the 2000s. But, I mean, yeah, the, the zombie stormtroopers. I mean, right then and there. It that That's just, like, freaky. It's, it's Halloween-y and... Kind of disturbing because they don't look good. <laughs> and we kind of do see these in uh, Ahsoka. If you go watch Ahsoka, you can go see Death Troopers. Yeah. In a way. It, it, well, it, um, are we spoiler free at this point or? I mean, I would. It's Here's your spoiler warning. Yeah, okay. Spoiler warning. When ah- Ahsoka is fighting a uh, dark trooper, and she does mo- knock off a piece of armor, and you just see the jaw hinging there, and that mm-hmm. guy is dead already. There's no way that's a living person under there. He is already dead. Yep. Even mm-hmm. Ezra, yeah. um, you get a good look when Ezra is fighting one too. Yeah. Um, it also reminded me there's one from the uh, High Republic comic series. It's like a uh, 
parasite that infests. I remember because they find like a body of a hut and it's been like infested, but it's like a plant parasite. Yes, yes. It's the uh, Dringir, if I recall. Yes. Uh, They're like a plant-like intelligent species and they were trapped on one like if you go and read one of the books i can't remember which book it is on the top of my head um but you they go and accidentally open up where the dringer were prisoned at and they're living parasitic plant creatures that essentially took over the galaxy at one point Oh yeah. yes, okay, I remember. And that. like one of the main like characters in there is the uh, Trandoshan Jedi who lost his arm against mm-hmm. the Nihil. I can't remember his name. Um, I can't remember Skier his name. Skier. Skier. Master yes, you are. Yep, because he loses his arm in the first book of the High Republic, mm-hmm. which is where you think, oh, they just, they went there. They was yeah, not expecting, also... you know, dismemberment. <laughs> Yeah, and they also went, oh, Wars, it's fine, it'll grow back. Separate. Well, that's a fair point, too. Yeah, and they're, in traditions, they, they're lizard creatures, so they can grow their limbs back. It just takes quite a long time for them to grow back. You know, you mean it's not like Piccolo, where he just screams for about a minute, and then it comes <laughs> no. back? No, <laughs> it's not like Piccolo. <laughs> or Cell, who can literally grow back his head. Or half his body. Yeah. Or his whole body. Or his whole body, yeah, because he does explode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dragon Ball references. Oh, I mm. love it. Oh, Lord. But... Uh, go on, go, go ahead. No, no, go on, go, uh, Dojo. Well, oh, no, I was going to introduce a new, oh, new yep. scary yeah, thing. Go right ahead. Uh, this is from Swartor. I, I, it's one of the expansions, I think, or late in the early game. Uh, the Dreadmasters. Now, that is base game. Base game. Yeah, I think I think they also had um, a little bit in the first expansion as well. But the I don't Dread remember Ma- the Dreadmaster. So the Dreadmasters, I do know you come across them as a Sith warrior uh, in that storyline. Yeah, but there's a whole planet. That t- uh, that it's a storyline of breaking these guys out. The Republic has a prison planet, I think. I yes. can't remember what um, it's called exactly. But there are six of them, and the these guys are in there. And as soon as they're released for, uh, by the Sith Warrior storyline, I think it was, they says, "Nope, we're out. We're going to go do our own thing," and that scares everybody. Yeah, uh, the planet is Belsavis. Um, so you go to this planet, and you go to the—I mean, you go to all the—you go to this planet as in every uh, class story, just like most of all the other planets you go through. Um, but with depending on what your class is, and if you're Republic or Sith, you have different storylines. The Sith warrior specifically, you'd go and deal with the. Dreadmasters, as well as I know, and I did this as a Jedi, but you, and I think you can do this as a Sith as well, because I think it's just the base planet story. But you deal also with the um, Rakata as well. 
So you deal with a bunch of bunch of things that happen on this pla- on this planet that are imprisoned for a very specific reason. Yeah. And th- these guys are so powerful. They were put on a dreadnought to keep them mobile and they would tear entire armies apart or have armies tear themselves apart. Yeah. Yeah, they they're, are they're that scary. Um and what's really interesting is the dreadmasters were f- were founded by Vitiate. So the emperor if that doesn't like you know terrify you already that the, you know they are uh, the Sith lords uh that are super powerful and imprisoned also are you know created and founded by the Sith emperor himself. Yeah. They're a scary group, to say the least. They had, they had their own um, raid for themselves. Yeah, they had. Um, was it a raid or was it a flashpoint? No, it was a raid. It was a big raid. I remember okay. it because <laughs> I I don't do too much of the raids, um, because it's like big events. But flashpoints, I do all the flashpoints because you can actually play those solo. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them now, and I'm trying to see. So yeah, it was the Bell Savas story arc for Imperial characters. So it's not necessarily for your Sith warrior um, singularly. You can do the storyline with all four classes of the Imperial side. And um. There was something else here, too. And there's also, yeah, uh, a post-story content of Suotor uh, between the storyline, character storylines and the Rise of the Hutt cartel that deals with the Dreadmasters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped the Rise of the Hutt storyline. That's fair, because storylines really meh. Well, because, and I skipped a lot because I got into the, like, in-game, like, post-Malgus expansion of Malgus trying to take over the Empire because I didn't want to do the flashpoints. That's fair. I mean, I always told, I mean, I always recommend at least do the um, Shadow of Revan expansion because you're dealing with Revan himself. And it gives more lore with that, and it does... Eventually, that that actually does tie into, um, fall, uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, right? Because it's how you build the alliance that you yep. used to go. Yep, Rise of the Hut Cartel was just like a thing they wanted to do to like it was morally to expand more hut lore and something to do with the huts. But that character, there, there is a Hut character you uh, that you meet and deal with in that expansion that will show up later in the later expansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a new one. So we obviously go like the Force Power. I'm going to talk about. We talked about. We've talked about Vitiate, who himself like especially as Valkorian like I don't really I'm not afraid of Valkorian uh, but the power that he wields which is called the thought bomb 
Um, it kind of gets its precursors in Nihilus's ability to devour worlds. Uh, but Nihilus's ability is a little different. But the Thought Bomb recurs like several times. Like in, even in Swotor, you see the Thought Bomb again in like obviously in Vitiate when he does it on um, what's it called? I can't remember because it's a planet, right? That you're talking about? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the planet, but you're dealing with Lana Blanco, I remember. And mm-hmm. it's like you're in an imperial um, fortress or like base that you're dealing with all this. Mm-hmm. And at the very and then, end of that story arc, it just it, boom. And then Valen tries to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that when I first really realized what it was, was um, so uh, in the Bane books, he rediscovers the Thought Bomb and he tricks the Sith Lords into doing it on Rusan. And just the way it is described in that book is so terrifying because it is just such a powerful thing of dark side energy. And then it explodes and obliterates every force sensitive being on the planet. Um, And they're like basically trapped in this like ridiculous limbo on Rusan until Kyle Katarn frees them thousands of years later. Oh, oh, I did not know God. that. So they're yeah. essentially trapped in a void of purgatory, essentially, until someone comes and rescues them. Oh, my God. Wow, that's... Can't even imagine what that would be like. Um, j- j- Yeah, just think purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not fun and uh, terrifying. I mean, we d- yeah, we do see Valkorion do this in in between Shadow Revan and uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, like I said earlier, to where you literally see this bright red, greenish planet turn completely gray in front of your eyes. Like, he wiped out the entire planet of life when he's light years or almost another galaxy away mm-hmm. he does this where Nihilus I mean Nihilus can suck the life out of a planet and whatnot, and that's different but he has to be like near the planet he can't he can't do it from like mm-hmm. light years or hundreds of light years away yeah, right. but it's still a scary concept you're oh, living completely. on a planet and then all of a sudden you just start feeling weaker, gasping for air, and you have no idea why. And everybody around you and everything around you is slowly dying as well. Well, the thing is, when you when you see it, it's not a slow burn. It's like it takes within like seconds and the entire planet's done. It's gone. It's like it's fast. It's almost instantaneous. Where he like just kills an entire planet on the whim, just just to gain strength, and if he does that, longer. and he does that to keep himself alive because Vitiate or Valkorian or whatever name he goes by is thousands of years old. 
Well, he only has to do it once. Like, he doesn't have to keep doing it to stay alive. Yeah, that's true. But, mm. uh, yeah, he, it's it, he's terrifying. When a Valkorian, when you see him and everything, yeah, he's not scary, but the, the powers he wields is terrifying. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like, for spoilers for Suotor, and um, Austin knows this already since he's in, like, Chapter 6, uh, Valkorian lets you kill him, and then he goes into your mind, and he's living with you in your head. Yeah. I haven't let him take control. I I never let him take control. Ever. Well, like, even if you've done it, have you played that as, like, a dark side character? No, I haven't done dark side yet. So I was probably going to do it again and do it dark side. When I get my Sith uh, Inquisitor up there, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, I'm I'm curious what it would be like. I would imagine it's going to be pretty ruthless because I know I think it's in chapter three, two or three. When you're out um, by the uh, is it the gravestone? Is the ship gravestone? Yeah. Um. And you get surrounded by enemies and Valkorian like, so when he talks to you, it like pauses time. Like, cause it's all in your head. Mm. Uh, and he's like, let me take control and I can just slaughter them all for you. Right then and there. Mm-hmm. I didn't let yep. him take control, but I'm curious what happens when you do let him take control. And I want to see that cutscene. I did. <laughs> As a Jedi Knight. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, no, I I remember that part because it was very it was a good story portion right there. Mm-hmm. It's that you're getting attacked, and Lana Blanco, who I was trying to romance at the time, uh, was being overwhelmed. He says, "Just take a fraction of my power, and you can save her." And you, when you do, you pretty much, uh, you you know, Avatar: The Last Airbender, where the Earthbenders just like shoot up some rocks in front of them oh, or yeah. just, like build a wall of rock it's basically that but with all the metal that comes up all around a, met, a storm of metal just comes out and just slaughters the entire oh God. Uh, or a good okay. portion of the attackers well, see I almost did it or I reg- the only time I regretted not letting him take control was when you're battling the scions and for the Psycons and Heskel, that fight. Because mm. I did let him take control and then you have to fight him, but you don't get your companion who heals you all the time. And then... That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I never let him take control. And just seeing also um, Vitiate so once you get through a certain after you do both expansions and everything eventually right up um before a lot of the new I think it's before a lot of the newer stuff you actually do one last thing with Valkorian to actually finally defeat him and you see his all three of his incarnations and like you mm-hmm. have to fight all three of his incarnations and like his original incarnation is a pure pure blood Sith. Yeah. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't doesn't Vishian also meet Marcus Marco Ragnos? Gets yeah, his he blessing or something like it. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he does, but uh, yeah, spooky stuff. Akorian, Vitiate, creepy. And he also, like, if you play the base game Jedi Knight, he basically controls a zombie as his puppet. So there's that too. Just creepy looking. Well, one of the uh, more creepier pairs Fishian has that just creeps me out is the Children of the Emperor. I, I think it's what oh, it's yeah. called. I can't remember. Yeah, the, it, yeah Children of the Emperor, because uh, Kira is one of them. Kira, it, that, it's part of the Jedi Knight storyline, but basically he has agents that he can connect to and forcibly take over out into the galaxy, so that way he never has to leave his fortress. Well, and then also, and the other, like, a tie-in to KOTOR 1, he's the whole reason Revan is Revan, like, in KOTOR, like, uh, before events of KOTOR 1, he is the reason why Revan went to the dark side, him and Malak. Yeah, Revan went out there to try to find this darkness, found it, tried to defeat it, got turned by it. Mm -hmm. He's the cause of the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah. He convinces Mandalore, uh, the Conqueror. No, the ultimate. Well, I think it was an Imperial agent who did that, trying to weaken the Republic, but yeah. Yeah, Valkorion is the whole reason KOTOR 1 even happened, and the events leading up to KOTOR 1 is because of all of him. And he's like, you know deep in the galaxy on drum and cost that everybody completely forgot about that existed where the Sith is starting to build up, build up with the pure blood Sith to make a rise of their return as a species and everything. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm reading the wiki page for Tenebrae who's Fishian and Valkorian. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading here on his home planet, he's torturing and massacring thousands by the age of 10. Yep. Yep. He's a sick son of a gun. That's what so. I'm going to say on this on this show. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, well, his name derives from the Latin word for darkness. And yeah. these are the reasons why I think he's better than Sidious. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! Oh. <laughs> As a villain, Sidious can't compare to uh, like, to many of the honestly the many of the legends villains that we get. I was so hoping the sequel trilogy's main bad guy would be Falcorian or Tenebrae, who just comes back. This ancient so dark that... lord of the Sith to come back from raising the de- uh, back from the dead and all that, and you know. I'm be great that'd be good yeah so okay new character (laughs) um what was i gonna say no that's all i got that's fair and the other creepy thing that i can think of the rack plague which is you know Mm -hmm. artificially made 
Yeah, they're artificially made by accident and all that. But like, so what? What gets me is the Rackles in Kotor One are much more like creepy and disturbing looking than uh, uh, than Swotor. Yeah, uh, I think that has to do with the pixels, with the resolution. Of that <laughs> That's also one. fair. Uh, but also, like we haven't talked about this. This is a canon kind of thing. But the Geonosian hive mind. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, because we get that in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with... Oh, that was yeah, and they took over an entire ship and everything where Barris and Osiris had go... to deal with. Mm-hmm. So. That has one of the funniest Anakin Obi Wan interactions in that arc when they're like going through all of that, and Kenobi is just like, "Do you think it'll go through the ear or the nose?" <laughs> yeah, they have this weird debate. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I want to see which. Like, wait, hang on, hang on. I want to see how how this. He gets all curious and everything. He's like, Obi Wan, like, dude. <laughs> You're not a scientist. Stop. Uh, I have uh, another one. It, it's a small, small thing from the heir to the uh, heir to the Jedi canon book uh, featuring Luke Skywalker. He has to go to the moon to find these um, collectors of sorts for a person. And they get to the planet and they notice skeletons around the base of a tree. And almost all the animals are staying away from the trees. So what's the thing to do? Go to the trees. Here, let me Next go thing poke they the he- stick. Next thing they hear is something thunking on their head and just and they're wearing these very hard helmets. And they just hear the sawing going on in their helmets. Something is trying to get in. The six-legged spider-like creature whose tongue's sole purpose is to bore into the brains of whatever victim comes by. And they have to collect these things for a factor uh, for a research facility. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. It's called a Fixian skull bore. And it's about the size of an average spider. So they're tiny little things? Tiny little things that feed on brain matter. Oh. And their tongue is... Con- and what they use to cut holes with is considered one of the sharpest things in the galaxy because they wear this helmet that can stop pretty much anything except apparently these things' tongues. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that gave me a little bit of chills. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, ha- see, that's what Star Wars does. Like, let's take something from our real world and let's like dial it up to twenty and make it even more deadlier. Yeah, and then later in the book, they got a couple of specimens. They put them in, and then they get out. <laughs> so now they're in confined space. With these things. Oh my god, because that's smart. Hey, it can drill through our helmets. Let's let's capture it. <laughs> um let's not. No, no no thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh I got nothing left. 
anything mm-hmm. else from either of you? Not for me, no. Right. I do have one thing, but it might take okay. a while to explain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we don't really have the time to go over a thing that will take for it. What is it? I, I do have to ask what it, what it is. It, it's the images they come up with for Abolith. Abolith? Abolith, the mother. Oh, Abeloth, sorry. Oh, Abeloth, the mother. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, she, she looks like something out of HP Lovecraft. Uh-huh. Like, it just go read the Fate of the Jedi series. And it is one of the more terrifying series in Star Wars. Fair enough. So, there you go. If you want something creepy in Star Wars universe, go read Fate of the Jedi. <laughs> it's a nine book series, so you'll be, it's a big commitment, but. Apparently worth it. But, I've only read seven of them, so I uh, don't know how it ends. That's fair. Got through seven, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Um, well, at the time. No, well, that's fair. You know, gaming, jobs, podcasting, so little time. We do a lot. But uh, so um, before we end the show, uh, Kodojo, where can people find you? Or if you're doing any projects or anything like that? Uh, people can find me on the Discord as Kodojo in both the Teacup Discord, the Robots Radio Discord, and I can't remember what the other one you guys use. Oh, my, my Discord, the Ben and Friends Podcasting. That one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's all we got for this week's episode. Yeah, so thank you all for listening to the Holocron Histories. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts.